This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to They Talk, a good game for another wonderful week. It's it's probably your favourite footy podcast. I forgot what we say. My name's Lockie, joined by Harvey. Hello, hey, mate. Hey, how you going? Good. It's good to be. Look at the look at this back and forth action. Back in the same room for <laughs> the first it. time in in the studio, probably over a month. Oh, back in the back been in the a little same while. Room. Life's gone the way a couple of times. But we're oh, no. back. We're ramping up the finals. Hopefully, we can keep it like this for the rest of the year. Uh, that would be lovely as Absolutely. we get into the finals. For sure, we've got one week left of the regular season. It's still a bit to play for. The there is top eight isn't. Fully settled, although it's, it's not mathematically much. settled. No, but uh, but it's the vibe is there. The vibe is the definitely vibe is there. There for sure. Broncos seem to have fallen away. They seem to have. It's been a rough couple of months for them. Although about six weeks. Luckily for the Broncos, they need the Raiders to lose this week. Luckily for the Broncos, the Raiders are coming up against the red hot West Tigers. Yep. Yep. Um, so, you know, there is hope still for the Brisbane boys. Well, they're, they're red hot with rage because their team oh, can't yeah. seem to win. Can't no. seem to put together 80 minutes. Doesn't really know the rules and is lacking discipline. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think the um, Tigers are one of the teams with the most optimism heading into 2023, purely because they can't get any worse. They can't get any they, worse. They, they are rock bottom at the moment. This is the worst. This, this, is, is, this is as is bad that, as it gets. That's it. So um, maybe that's dangerous for the Raiders to come up against. Maybe they're going to be complacent and not know what the Tigers are going to throw at them because I don't think the Tigers even know what's going to yeah. perform their well, way on the weekend. This is what I will say. The Tigers have a good history of getting to round whatever the final round, round 25, and fucking up a team's hopes of playing finals. Usually it is their own. Yeah. However, obviously they can't they can't do that this time because we don't we're not in with the chance of playing finals. No. So the only team they have that they can actually fuck up the chance of finals for is the Raiders. Is the Raiders. So I do like our chances coming 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 up this weekend. I just in all honesty, they're not gonna do anything. And the <laughs> the Raiders gonna run away with victors. All right. Brisbane look to have fallen out the eight. I don't I know. I mean how how do you class the season from a Brisbane's perspective or Brisbane fans' perspective, if they, you know, finished ninth, missed the finals. I think going into the start of this year, any Brisbane fan would have taken a ninth place finish. Yep. You know? So that's the thing. You've got to put that Before in perspective. Round Before you... round one. Before round one. Yeah. But it is uh it's it they were sitting fourth maybe five weeks ago. So that's a massive fall from Grace. It's huge. Uh so that when you look at it in that way, they what could have been uh, disappointing, disappointing end. But overall, you know, Brisbane has come a long way this season yeah. and, and them finishing ninth doesn't change that. And they have a lot to look forward to next year. They seem to have found a a solid young halves partner for Adam Reynolds in Ezra Mam. Reese Walsh is coming to the club. Uh, they've, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with Cobbo, Tessie New and 
Reese Walsh all vying for the number one jersey, but competition is good. Uh, I don't think they're losing any huge names next year, so they've got a chance to do it all all again and go one better. Yep. Paddy Carrigan has had a breakout year. He's established himself as a potential future captain of the club. It's been a great year to be a Broncos fan. Yeah, a bit, bit of a roller coaster for them. Certainly, I'd take ninth. Than... <laughs> <laughs> I'd take ninth. Don't 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 sneeze at ninth. All no, right, no. it can get a lot worse than ninth. And yeah, given the perspective of the last couple of years that they've had, it's certainly an improvement and encouraging moving forward um, for the next couple of years. But my God, they they're still going to be heartbroken watching mm. teams run around in September if they're not a part of it. Yeah, well, and, and it seems that they won't. They would, it would require a Broncos victory over the Dragons, which I think is doable. Yep. Come on. <laughs> they're, just, they're just the bloody Dragons. And then uh, it would require the Tigers getting up over the Raiders. Um, so, yeah, unlikely. <laughs> Unli- Un- unlikely to say the least. Unlikely, but, but uh, on, on the, the game is at Leichhardt. So, uh, yeah, what, what do you make of the Raiders season? Because they started out... With a really poor run of form, we know they were missing Fogarty for a large, large chunk of the year, um, and there were lots of questions. There were questions over Ricky Stewart. They yeah. they couldn't string any wins together. Um, and well, now it all seemed it all seemed to turn around once Fogarty returned from injury. Yeah, totally. And um, if I'm the Gold Coast Titans, then I'm I'm waving my fist. I'm shaking my head at management because they've they and based on um, I guess what reports or kind of almost also what Fogarty said about his time at the Titans. It seems like he was always on this sort of ticking time bomb sort of a thing where he was sort of always just like, oh, yeah, you're here now, but you yeah. know, we've got these young kids coming through, so, you know, you'll want to look elsewhere, which I think is mad, madly disrespectful to totally. a player who is a solid halfback. And yeah, he's and, and a finals playing halfback now. Finals <laughs> playing halfback, you know, so... Um, good on him. Yeah, I think so. And, and I couldn't be happier. Turns out that the kids aren't that good, at least not at the moment, <laughs> not, because not they've yet. gone out for Kieran Foran next year. Oh, um, God, but- what are you doing? <laughs> get rid of Jamal Fogarty and you bring in Kieran Foran, who's going to get injured because he's not playing for Manly. He's going to get injured and you're going to end up with... Yeah. Oh, dear. It's going to oh hold dear. them down. But I, I I, think credit must go to Ricky Stewart this season for turning it around. He keeps the playing group on side. When what a year. What a year. He's had everything, Ricky Stewart, this year. Yeah, it almost looks like every year there's sort of a talks of a player revolt or like players. Yeah, it's always coming something. Up against Ricky <laughs> and some being upset or whatever it might be. And when he's not getting enough revolt from his own players, he turns his attention towards opposition players. Yeah. Young like rookie opposition players that upset him when they were ten, so he's got he's got he's got a bag of tricks and he does. Is he a mad scientist or a genius? I'm not sure. Will they lose in week one of the finals? Probably, but still good on him for getting there. Yeah, absolutely. And in saying that, I think this is one of the closest final series that I can see happening. I know we've still got a week of regular season, but with the Raiders, they might be the weakest side <coughs> in the top eight, but. You're looking at the other sides, they're down the bottom mm. of the top eight, the Roosters, oh, the Rabbitohs, eels. eels. They can all upset the top four side on their, on their day. day. And Absolutely. I think we're going to see a few surprises. And this might be the year that a side outside the top four comes through to win the comp. Before the year started, my prediction for the premiership this year was the Sydney Roosters. And then as the season went on, I was like, what a silly prediction that was. <laughs> and then these last... 
few weeks. It's like something's shifted for a lot of teams. Like Broncos got worse. Yeah. The door opened for the Raiders. Roosters are looking incredible after a pretty, uh, you know, less than less than what they would hope to expect season from them. Yeah, absolutely. Rabbitohs have turned it on. Yeah, with Latrell coming back. He yeah, well Eels, Eels have switched back into gear. It's good. Yeah. Good as we come into finals. That totally. Kind of every single team that is there is playing their best footy now. Yeah. Which is great because sometimes a team scrapes in or they have a good start to the year. They just end up scraping in, but they're no hopers for first no, week. No. But I think every team believes they can win and uh, is hungry. So Absolutely. I can't, can't wait for finals. We got a little taste of finals over the weekend with Roosters versus the Storm. Oh, yes. What a clash. I mean, oh, th- yes. these sides really know how to turn it on and they just threw everything at each other. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love it. And but the crazy thing is, after this crazy year we've had, you know, Panthers are the reigning champs. We've yeah. had the newcomers, the Sharks and the Cowboys. But we could still end up with the classic grand final of Melbourne v Roosters. Oh, it's very possible. Which I don't want to see because we've had enough of that. Yeah. But it's it's crazy that we're here talking about that possibility. Totally. I mean, uh, and it's credit to the, the playing groups there, credit to the coaches. They are juggernauts of the competition for a reason. Um, I still think it's Penrith's premiership to lose. Yes, it is. And they've got, you know, Luai and Cleary now coming back into the side. Um, when, the question I have about the Storm is when when is, is Pappenhausen coming back anytime soon? Is he? Is he? Oh, I don't think he's back He's not year. back for the year? No. That's a shame. That might be, if anything, is going to hold them back. Because if they had Pappenhausen with the way that Munster's playing right now yeah, and the way Hughes and Grant are playing right now, and Brandon Smith has really come into form this year now as well. Gosh. Well, that's it. It's, it's the that... outside backs at the Storm, which is... And, and most of that's a lot of injuries that they've, they've mm. had. But Coates is back and he's a big inclusion for them. Nick Meaney's proven really good as a utility player at fullback and on the wing there. Oh, yeah. A fantastic... Once again, a brilliant depth signing from Craig Bellamy. Like, I think that's just like... No one would have looked at Melbourne last year with Hines you know, heading and, and sort of gone, oh, Nick Meaney from the Bulldogs is yeah. the player that they need. But he's proven to, he's got the capacity to play every position they've needed him to. Yeah. He's got the game smarts, the speed, the kicking game. All of it is just proving so valuable. And, and Nick Meaney is pr- is a big part of why Melbourne are still in the top four totally. after all the injuries they've had. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and finally, new stadium. He's getting yes. getting a test this weekend. Yep. Roosters, Rabbitohs. Wow. That's a big one. I wow. Mean, we've been waiting a while for this new stadium to, to come together. Mm. It's been holding up the Sydney cricket ground for a long time. Is I'm glad that I'm I'm so glad I don't have to go watch rugby league at the Sydney cricket ground anymore. Not that I ever did. But <laughs> every now and then I'd go to a Roosters game with my brother. And uh, you can't see anything. No. It, it, leave it to cricket. Leave it to AFL. Places, games with oval grounds. Yeah. I don't want to see rectangles. I'm done. I'm over it. I don't want to see any more <laughs> rectangles in circular stadiums. I'm over it. Yeah. Oh, well said. I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very glad that, you know, the Roosters and maybe potentially the Rabbitohs, depending on what happens, have a new home in a rightfully rectangular stadium. Can't well wait said. to see it. Well said. And we could. The, the crazy thing is, I think that there's a good chance that those two teams finish sixth and seventh. And so we could have a rematch at yeah. the same stadium the next week, the week after. Yeah, for sure. Wow. 
I hope to see it because then I might try and try and get some tickets. But I think that this weekend's fully sold out. Um, cool. All right. Is that everything we wanted to talk about with footy? I think that's everything. Let's we'll, move let's on to fantasy and tipping after this ad break. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, we're back from the ad break. It's time for Fantasy and Tipping Champions of the Week. Harvey, take it away. Hello. Well, we have some red-hot Tippers coming in, scoring a massive 13 points. That means they're getting all eight of the men's fixtures correct. They're getting all three of the NRLW's fixtures correct. They're getting the two bonus points. So congratulations to Bundy Bundy, tipster Eugene Yerua, and Prezzo Haddo (laughs) 1, Preston Hadfield. Yeah, nice. Both getting 13 out of... 11 out of 11, giving them 13 points Incredible. in the tipping ladder. Look at that. Um, Bundy Bundy was officially tipster of the week with a margin of 26, okay. whereas okay. Presto Haddo won, only got 36. So both fairly... Margins pretty yeah, wide. Wide with their margins, but still a very successful tipping week. Doesn't climbing matter. up the ladder. When you're getting them right, you're getting them right. That's If it. you're getting 13 out of 13, it doesn't really matter how your margin goes, unless, of course, you are Presto Haddo. And you've missed out by yeah. a margin of 10. <laughs> That's it. So you're only competing against a few other people who are also getting full marks for the week. How about multiple people getting 13 out of 13? Like getting 8 out of 8 in men's is hard enough. And then you get 8 of 8 out of men's. Then you also get 3 out of 3 in the women's? What the f- I, I don't think I've ever got full marks this year. No. It's been a long time. Yeah. I would have made it a much bigger deal of it. I'm already, look, I'm, I'm already looking to 2023, <laughs> yeah, if I'm honest, it. when it comes to tipping, fantasy, and maybe predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, every, everything. I'm look, and Tigers. So Yeah. Well, with the fantasy, uh, second place currently was managed to be tipster, uh, fantasy coach of the week, I'm sorry, with a score of 969. So congratulations to Ben Thewlis. Oh, yeah. He started Our off old the, mate. the comp. Well ahead. He was in the top 100 points and then he drifted out. He's just outside the top 1,000 now, coming 1,233. And our ladder leader, Cooper German, is sitting on 659th in the world. So one more week. One more week, yeah, yeah. Make sure you get your captains right. Make sure you get it sorted. Do we know how much ahead Cooper? But German is ahead of Ben He's Pulis. like 150 points ahead. Okay, so... It's not impossible. Fulis could snatch. But... If he just has... It's picks. Cooper Germans to lose. 
Yeah. Thewlis needs to pick an unlikely captain that Coop's not going to have. Yeah. And Thewlis needs that captain to have a great week. Not that I know anything about fantasy. No, but, but I'll tell you what could throw a few teams off if they've been like picking strong players from strong teams like Penrith and then they end up resting their whole squad mm. and they're not going to play. You might have a few players not, not playing in your fantasy side. So take that into consideration. Maybe save your trades until team lists are released. Oh, yeah. Look at us coaching about fantasy. We're, we're down the bottom of the ladder, but we're trying our best. You know, some of the best coaches weren't great players. And <laughs> That's right. Some of the best players don't make great coaches. And I think we belong more. We need to retire yeah. and become fantasy coaches yes. more so than fantasy players. That's right. That's yeah. right. Well said. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, predictions league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> predictions league. Um very let's, exciting. Let's talk it. Let's do it. It's uh, love it. Here is what happened in round twenty four, Harvey. Please. Every single person in, in our league got their prediction wrong, except for one, Mister Lockie Pringle. Oh wow! Yeah, Wiles that's right. Rooney. I know. Um, I actually you just predi- come on here to brag, have you? Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's my obligation to the show is that I do this segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I successfully predicted that no field goals would be kicked during Storm v Roosters. Oh, I'll tell you what, they could have done it. They could have done it. It was 18-14, yeah, it could have been close. Uh, it was worth three points, and so now I'm equal second. That's really generous, three points, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, I know, for no field goals oh, to be God. kicked. Pretty happy with that. You I just mean, confused people with the... Well, I, it must be, because you, you, you seem you to get through. predicted nothing. Ooh, that's I should have challenged this. Tim Ball, our ladder leader, got three points for predicting David Fafita to not score oh, a yeah. try coming off the bench. Get out of here. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the fans who decide how that's many right. points it's worth. That's and right. it's the fans I'll take up my disgruntlement with. You it. can do that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so now I'm equal second with our Patreon member, Nikki. Uh, we both sit on 19, just three away from ladder leader, Tim Ball, mm-hmm. on 22. Wow. Tim is at the top. He predicted this week Roosters NRL and NRLW teams to lose by the same margin. I, I mean, you had me at lose, yeah. so incorrect. Uh, Nikki said Alex Johnston will score a hat-trick. He scored one, couldn't get the hat-trick. Nearly. Harvey, speaking of hat-tricks, you said three-plus players to score a hat-trick. Yeah. I don't think there was a single no, hat-trick over the weekend. No, no, no. Um, and he- finally, Marina from our Patreon said the first... This is quite a... Elaborate one said the first try scorers for Broncos NRL and NRLW teams will be the same as last week. That's very and bold. both teams to win. Wow! I think that's this one is one that should be a ten, but has fallen victim to being long and complicated. So the fans only gave it worth six. Oh wow! No, that's a, that's a. At it's just least not worth nine, it. Yeah, not worth doing that prediction if you're going to end up with only six. No, you need short and sweet. Short and sweet is what the fans like. It's what we've learned. That's right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and speaking of, hopefully we've got a couple of short and sweet predictions right now. We do, yes. For the final round of regular season. That's it. Although not the final round of Predictions League because no. we go into finals. We go all the way to the grand final. That's there's it. still five weeks If for there's us. footy being played, Predictions League is still on. Game yeah. on. Game on. We need to give ourselves every chance of catching up to some of the Patreon Ladder leaders, yep. people ahead of us, and, and I, I really want to finish ahead of you. Not that it's competitive between us at all. No, but there, there's friendly banter and, and carrying forward the um, bragging rights over the summer would be nice. It would be nice. So, do you have a prediction? Do you want me to kick it off? What do you think? Uh, 
as the now that I'm in front of you, yeah. since yeah. you are now the contender, yes. I'll let you go first. All right. Well, I'm going to predict that across the all all the games. I'm going to say all the games. Cool. Including NRLW. Oh wow. Um, there will be twelve bench players to score a try. And okay. I'm going to say bench players are players with a jersey number 14 or higher. Okay. If so it doesn't be a matter late if it's a late shuffle. Late shuffles doesn't matter. I'm saying 14 and higher on their, on their jersey. Yeah. Just need 12 of them to cross the line. Yeah, that's cool. Nice, 12. I don't even know what the average amount of... Bench players are that score tries generally. No, it's not a statistic that I've got off the top of my head. Um, <laughs> but after this week, we'll, I'm sure we will. We'll know it, yeah. We'll just be basing it off whatever happens this week, I guess. Harvey, my prediction comes in the form of one specific game. Yeah. It's the new stadium opener at Allianz, Roosters v Rabbitohs. I predict that two or more tries will be scored in the final 10 minutes of regular time. So from the 70-minute mark onwards, yep. two or more tries. Wow. So okay. I think of seeing a fast fast end here where maybe, you know, maybe it's like one team is ahead by four or six and then the other team's the team that's behind scores in like the 72nd minute yep. and it's like they've leveled it up. We're going to extra time. And then out of nowhere, 79th minute, Latrell Mitchell makes a break. Yeah. He steps around Teddy. Try lines in front of him. Um, and throws a wild pass. It gets <laughs> intercepted by Joseph Suarez. He Suali. pauses to think. Yeah, <laughs> he pauses. He showboats. And then yeah. the ball gets knocked out of his hand. All right. Two no, tries in sorry. the final 10. Yeah. Love it. That's it. Uh, good luck to us. Yes. Put it to the fans. And now time for the Tatagga Awards for the final time in nomination uh, season, I guess. Uh, after this, all of our award categories will have been announced and it will just be up to you to head to our Instagram and nominate. That's right. We've got four more award categories, Harvey. The final four. Let's get into them. Let's do it. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Spine of the Year. Spine of the Year. We've done backline. We've done the forward pack of the year, but Spine. It's the big one. This is where you win or lose games, so they say. That is it's where you win or lose games. Have we been doing it where we say the same, we say them at the same, our nominations at the same time? I think time? for some of them we have, some of them we haven't. What do you feel like? I can't remember. Okay. Well, let's, let's say them at the same time. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Ready? Three, two, two one. one Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. I think they're the most balanced spine. I think the way that they have synchronized together this year, Reese Robson's had a breakout year, and I think he is well and truly in that top tier of dummy halves at the moment, certainly on this year's form. Yeah. Townsend and Dearden, the unlikely combo. It's working. So many doubts heading into the year. I know. Two similar players, but I think they've complemented each other exceptionally well. And then Drinkwater, I mean... He's been playing well enough to hold the hammer out, out of the team and he's just proven to be that sort of X-factor link-up player that they needed to, you know, jazz up the side a bit with two fairly steady Eddie halves in Dearden and Townsend and the whole thing has worked miraculously well. I know, absolutely. 
you've said it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who 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 are our second choices? Let's toss around. I like the Sharks. Yeah, cool. I've got the Eels. Yeah, personally. okay. I've gone for the Eels uh, just because I think, well, A, the spine, the, the first choice spine has managed to all kind of stay on the field for most of the yep. year together. Um, I think Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses' combination has worked the best ever this year yep, so far. I agree. Gutho has always been solid. Reed Marnie's been solid. I think that yeah, a lot of a lot of Parramatta's um, success this year has come down to their spine. Yeah, absolutely, a very solid shout. And the reason I didn't go for Penrith or the Storm, who clearly are very strong mm. um, spines when they're fit, is just because how much of the season those so some of those players have missed. Cleary's been out for maybe ten rounds in total, yep. which is huge. Luai as well, and obviously missing Pappenhaus and Munster's had his. Uh, time off the pitch as well, so it's been a bit tough for them, but they're, they're still there and fighting. But yeah, fair shout. But we're going to go for the Cowboys, and I reckon Parramatta over the Sharks. You put together a, a, a good, <laughs> good little. Um, I just, I, convincing I, I, I think it's just there. like with the Sharks. Um, Will Kennedy spent quite a bit of time on he the sideline. Yeah. So I thought, like, I don't know. Yeah, but I think Braley's been exceptional as yeah. well. I think he, he really has. And Moylan's had his best season in probably five years or since he left, Pen- left Penrith, really. Oh, yeah. Um, and Nico Hines. I mean, we, we've sung his praises plenty, but uh, fair play. We'll go Cowboys and the Eels. Thank you very much. There you go. I'm glad you gave in. Um, <laughs> Next player, award. Player of the bottom eight. Yes. It's a bit of a fan favourite award. Obviously, mathematically, as we said, the, the bottom eight's not decided, but it's probably going to be the Broncos in there. Um, if one of us happens to nominate a Broncos player for this award, we'll just and then they end up making the top eight. Uh, same, I guess, with the Raiders, but I can't imagine we'll be nominating no. a Raiders player. But uh, we'll just make that nomination void, and we'll take the next best three. Look, I, I don't think the Broncos are going to make it. I don't think we have anything to worry be worried about. Well, Tigers at Leichhardt. I'm just going <laughs> to say, they're a pretty formidable outfit. I'll tell you. Um, okay. Well, let's let's predict or let's nominate. Let's nominate. Three, Three, two, two one. one. Matt ben Burton. Hunt. Yeah, cool. Matt Burton was my second choice. Well, Ben Hunt was my second choice. Wow. So what a beautiful thing. Seems like we're in agreement there. Those we're in are two of the standout players in the bottom eight. Um, two players that could easily slot into a Premiership winning team. Yeah. And yeah, I think. Well, I think Ben Hunt actually had his best year ever. Um, yeah. You know, his his second best year was probably twenty fifteen. But I think he's actually had a better individual year this year. Um, He's just been playing in a crap side. Yeah. Poor old Dragons. Um, but, but yeah, I think he's he's done really well. And at origin level, he was instrumental. Absolutely. At origin, he was at his best. I think his leadership and um, the way he's he performs that leadership role in the team has come a long way as well. And the Dragons are really built around him now and, and play to his strengths. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, they, they are a good side when, when they've got all the... Key pieces in the machine moving, but he is that central part. He is the engine in there. He's the brains and yeah, some of the best game management I've seen in a long time from him. Absolutely. Maddie Burton as well. I mean, the talent this guy, kid has is unbelievable. I think he's almost cemented himself yeah. in the origin side moving forward. He's almost certain to be picked for Australia as well. Oh, yeah. Well. In a struggling side like the Broncos. Yes, they're on the rebuild. The but my God, it's probably the... Biggest signing still, given all all their players. I'd say Reed Marnie maybe, but in this rebuild, I think we'll look back and say Burton was 
was the key man there. He he really shaped the Broncos in of oh, the Broncos, the Bulldogs into a into a top eight side. Which Absolutely, I think they'll be next year. And God, he's just an impressive player. He's got so many strings to his bow. He runs the ball hard. He knows how to manage the game. And the bombs, the oh, bombs. It's I unique. Mean, it's unique. It's a weapon. It's there, like there are players who are going to be having nightmares moving forward just when they're coming up against him because I don't know how you meant to practice or train if nobody can put up bombs like that for you to practice and train against it you know off the pitch mm. how, when you when you come into it in, <laughs> in a packed crowd all the eyes are on you how are you meant to catch a bomb like that i know the other clubs almost need to just like uh pay matt burton on a casual hourly rate to come yeah. in and kick bombs to their wingers <laughs> honestly because it's just not like there is no equivalent there no. is no equivalent at the moment. You almost need a, a ball machine to send it up there. That's true. The way he does. So. Even a ball machine won't do the job. No. No. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, this is a new award category that we've got this year. I can't believe we didn't do this one. It's actually a pretty pretty standard little talking point, but we're officially making it a Tataga Award by of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, new, new signing at a club that has just invigorated them, I suppose. Shall we? We shall. Three, two, one. Nico, Nico Hines. Hines. Yeah. I mean, his influence at that club has been immense. And I think he's, there's almost, like, there's the surprise factor as well. Mm. He's one of the few players to leave the storm to accept a bigger role, maybe a bigger pay packet as well, bigger leadership responsibilities, and not just live up to, but exceed expectations. Yeah. Like, he's a better player now than he was when he was at the Storm. Absolutely. And you cannot say that about many other players. And he's brought the team that he signed with up to a level that they are finishing ahead of the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, totally. So, like, you know, he's finishing on the ladder ahead of all of his old teammates as the key man for the Sharks. They, they're not where they are without him. Um, what an incredible signing. Yeah, it's been huge, and I, I, yeah, as you say, he he's elevated the Sharks above where they thought they would be this year. Um, they're on their own mini rebuild, you'd say. They brought in a lot of fresh faces for Nuke and McInnes as well coming in. Yeah. Um, but they've all elevated. They've all they've all become a better side, and a lot, a lot of that is to do with Nico Hines. Absolutely. Did you have a backup? My backup was Chad Townsend. Yeah, same. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Well, then, well, then bloody Pretty easy. Similar <laughs> similar perspective. Someone at the back end of their career who's just gone in and lifted aside leadership. A bit more reliable, but I think I think he still played some of his best footy this year. Yeah. Um, Compared to where he was at, at previous clubs. Give a little shout out to Fogarty and Reynolds as well. Two other halves who mm. have done really well at their new clubs when they've come in and been on the pitch. Haven't quite got the Matt same Burton results as well. Oh, Matt Burton! It's another buy from this year. Yeah, wow! It's crazy to think he was running out round at centre for Penrith last year. Gosh, yeah, it's you know. Well, I'm sure the fans will pick up on that and nominate him as well. Yeah, maybe. And there's so many good ones, so many good buys. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah, Jackson Hastings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's so many good ones to nominate. Uh, but finally, we've got. Our final award category, which we're not going to put nominations for ourselves for. We might, might throw around a little discussion, but uh, yeah. we'll not leave as many nomination spots open as possible for the fans on this one. Unexpected moment of the year. Yeah. Rack your brains. Think, uh, you know, I remember last year I nominated Lockie Lewis tackling Cody Walker at halftime. <laughs> 
because that was f- funny and unexpected. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think if something to a similar level of weird happened this year. Um, I don't know, but you know, I'm not. I get I thinking. I don't have a surprise moment, but I've got a couple of surprise sort of surprises throughout the year. Yeah. For example, Josh Adokar not making the Origin side. That's a surprise. It's a massive surprise. Unexpected moment. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, unexpected moment. Something that stuck in my mind is Talakai. Um, when he played up against the Seagulls, and in mm. that first half, he ran for like 200 meters, scored a hat trick, set up three other tries, got over 100 fantasy points in the first 40 minutes. Like that was just unbelievable. That just deserves a bit of a bit of praise, and I guess it fits in to this <laughs> award somewhat. And yeah, yeah, that's un- it's all unexpected. All um, unexpected. Another, I'll go for one off the field. <laughs> Ricky Stewart, oh, uh, yeah, calling. Uh, Calling Jamin Salmon a uh, a weak dog. Um, dog, yeah. Yeah, that was unexpected. Very unexpected. It was unexpected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know? I guess something that has been expected all year, so counter to the point, is the amount of controversy around the bunker. Oh, yeah. Uh, in particular. That's expected. The, the, <laughs> the, the NRL coming out in the Tigers-Cowboys game and saying, yes, we got it wrong. Yeah. Are we going to do anything about it? No. No. So <laughs> they never do. They're happy to admit that they're wrong, but they'll never do anything. Which I think is, I mean, I guess it's fair because, like, you open up a whole can of worms. Uh, but in the heat of the moment, I think it's not what to, the fans want to hear. We don't want to get into this now, but I think they have to acknowledge then that the process is wrong. Yes, right. Like, like if they they cannot keep going with the same approach. Yeah. The, the bunker gets it all right, and we're going to back the bunker if they get decisions like that wrong, and they admit that it's wrong. That's Something true. has to change. Something has to change. We're not, we're not going down that We're not path. going down that path. But uh, get nominating. Head to the Instagram, at yep. They Talk Good Game. That's our final four categories. And then within the next few weeks, as we're in the midst of finals, we'll have the official Tatagaga Award voting open. And at some point in the final series, the Tatagaga Awards, the ceremony... Very excited. Can't wait. This podcast's night of nights or morning of mornings, if you will. <laughs> Can't wait for our morning of mornings. Uh, and until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.